All right, Moon Goons, we went big this week. It is our 100th episode. No witty, no funny little intro here. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. We watch it so you don't have to, though you probably have. So let's get on with the show. You know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? It is a special, special day today. Today is the 100th episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies, movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today is an all-star panel of guests. Our family, extended family is here, but as always, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty darn good. It is our 100th episode. Our 100th, and to be perfectly honest, when we started this, I didn't know how long we'd go. I was pretty surprised that we made it a year. Now two and 100 episodes, which is pretty bitchin'. It is indeed. Like I said, we have an all-star cast today. With us is Chris and Sarah Samples. They are back. You know them. You love them. Guys, thank you for coming. Welcome back to the show. Hey, we're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us, guys. No problem. And finally, the man, the myth, the legend. I like my women like I like him. Mr. Coffee Doug Jones is back in the building. Coffee Doug, I you love doing? your love for me, Marshall. <laughs> oh man, that just gave me goosebumps and ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and I love that we all get to do this together. This is awesome. Yes. Chris and Sarah are here at the same time, and then yeah, your guys' hundredth. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. I, I Aaron said it. I, I kind of uh, agree with him. Like, who, I did not think. That's an honor that we made it this far. It's a privilege. So all you Moon Goons, thank you for listening. Keep listening. We're going to keep doing it. So that's awesome. Now, with that said, uh, I would suggest you guys find somewhere comfortable to sit, uh, kick back, get a nice <laughs> beverage. This is going to be a long episode. Uh, it, I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be long. So you might want to listen to this next time you're at the DMV or <laughs> you know, sitting in a hospital waiting room. Who knows? It's going to be a long one, but bear with us. Uh, before we move into the show, we have a few of things we want to take, announce and uh, uh Got kind of a big deals for our 100th. Aaron, if you've been following us on our Instagram page, Aaron has been doing a giveaway. Well, right before we started recording, we did a live Instagram video to announce our winner, and we're going to announce the winner again on the episode just in case they missed it. So, Aaron, who was the lucky winner of our 100th episode giveaway? So, the lucky winner is Spooky Girl 67. Spooky Girl 67, you win a Horrible Horror Podcast t-shirt, two Horrible Horror Podcast beer koozies, and five, count them five, as we have five people here, five movies. Such five years? It turns out there's a serious running theme of five there is. for this episode. Yeah. There really is a running theme of five, yeah. So the movies are Black Sheep, Lover's Lane, Pork Chop, Pork Chop 2, and of course, the favorite is 
don't fuck in the woods. Don't fuck in the woods. <laughs> so that's congratulations again, Spooky Girl. And also like to give a quick shout out to the Charmed Vixen. Uh, she is a gal who uh, makes some pretty cool shirts, makes some pretty cool horror-themed I- items out there. Uh, she's got an Etsy page that you can check out, which is etsy.com slash shop slash the Charmed Vixen. Uh, she made a banner for us for our Twitter and uh, YouTube page that we're going to be putting up. She makes some pretty cool stuff, so check it out. So thanks again to the Charm Vixen. Yeah, uh, her uh, her scream Billy Loomis shirt's actually kind of cool. Yeah, we saw that one. That was a pretty neat one. That was my that was my favorite one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That was pretty awesome. Um, so with that, take one more big thing to announce. We it's been a hundred episodes. Uh, so we thought now what better time than to open the doors and start filling the hall of our horrible horror hall of fame or shame, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now we have three categories that can be people can be in. in inducted into our Hall of Fame. We have actor, actress, we have director, producer, and then we're just going to have like an overall uh, production company for who, people who are producing these atrocities of film. <laughs> um, so we have our first class of inductees this year. So without further ado, let's go into that. In category one, our actors and actresses, we have two inductees. We have Sean C. Phillips is uh, our first inductee. He has been in, I think, at least five or six of the movies we've done. He's uh, uh, Bloody Mary 3D, Jersey Shore Massacre, uh, oh god, uh, the, uh, Camp, uh, f- Camp Massacre, the Fat Camp one. He was in mm-hmm. Fat Camp one, and uh, there's some other ones he's been in. But he's uh, he makes a lot of appearances. In I these. think he was in Pork Chop too. Also, was he in Pork Chop too? Yeah. What was the yes, one? he was in he Pork, was in pork he, Chop too. He, he was an extra in that. One of the a, movies we're giving away. Yes, he was giving, in that. that Spooky Girl is getting. Yes, Spooky so, Girl '67. Uh, so some quality films. He's yeah. a, Sean C. Phillips is awesome. I've got to talk to that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's really cool. Uh, you can, speaking of cool, uh, you can follow him on Instagram. I believe it's Instagram at Cool Duder. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, he seems like he's a really cool guy. I would actually Duder. love to talk to him. So maybe we, we're going to try to reach out to him. Maybe we can actually have him on the show as a uh, do a Skype interview with them in the future. That'd be awesome. Uh, and our second inductee. Really, I, I want to say the best for last year. The, the hedgehog himself, Mr. Ron Jeremy. I knew it. <laughs> I knew in. it. That guy has appeared in more of our horror movies than anybody else. <laughs> I think he's closing in on like double digits now on wow. the movies yeah, we've done with him happen to be in. And we're not like intentionally finding movies. It just, he just happens. happens to show up everywhere. <laughs> Doesn't he do other movies too? Yeah, I believe he does do some does other movies. some kind of acting? I, he does that? something else. I, I'm not he's sure exactly sure what something. it is. I'm not sure. Yeah. Horror movies, right? Yeah. yeah. I think horror. Yeah, he's right. just known for horror movies. Did you movies. say horror movies? Or? <laughs> I was I was confused there too. <laughs> All right, so that takes care of our, act, uh, our actors and actors. Moving on to our director producer category, our first inductee is Mr. David S. Sterling. Now this guy has brought us such atrocities as Alice in Murderland, oh. Bloody Mary 3D, uh, <clears throat> Night of the Dead, Friday the 13th. Uh, Aaron, I, I know I'm missing some others. One here. I try to block those movies out, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he's been a thorn in our side for a while now. <laughs> so he had, you know, so he is well deserved going into our first class of Hall of Fame. And finally, for our studio, our production company, who else right now than Full Moon Pictures? Uh-huh. We yeah. love Full Moon. Yeah. They brought such gems as. The Ginger Dead Man, Evil oh, yeah. Bong, oh, uh, the Killer Eye, and one of our all-time favorites that still we love, Killer Eye Halloween Haunts, yes. which will forever be 
it, it just ingrained in our hearts. It holds a special place. It does. In our heart for sure. It does. I love that movie. Oh, I, we do. I just I, love it. So, it's I love that movie. I mean, I mean come it's on. Good, it's become it's become a constant it, rotation in my Halloween. Yeah, uh, it totally has. Lord. So, yeah. congratulations to the first class of inductees to the Horrible Horror Hall of Fame or Shame, whichever one we want to call it. One of the two. It doesn't matter. But there they are. So now on to the big show. Here we go. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, their dream child, everybody. Mm. You all Whoa. know it. We went big for this one. We, we really thought, you know, let's go with something big and find a, a yeah. proper. Yeah, I we, think it had to. We haven't done a Nightmare on Elm Street film. We've done a couple Friday 13th. Yes. But, you know, just because he's a legend doesn't mean there's not some crap in there. Uh, that's very true. Truth. Yeah. Very true. Uh, and I, wa- I went through the whole series. And to mm-hmm. me, I think five is right up there as being this the the worst of all of them. The, mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. <laughs> in my opinion, it sucks. Well, I mean, they went to the well so many times. Yeah, to eventually got to dry yeah. up. Right? But but you, you think about it, even Friday Thirteen movies, which are more of those than Nightmare on Elm Street movies. True. They went to that well a lot more. But even those were at least I think better than mm-hmm. some of these Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. Well, like, true. I, I guess I don't know. It just Jason Jason Voorhees doesn't talk. I mean, all he does is you just got to come up with ingenious ways for him to kill people. I that's mean, true. You know, there's only so many one-liners you can give Freddy. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, I I before, I went back and watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one last mm-hmm. night. It's awesome. And it I forgot really how good the first one really is. I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. wow, this is it's really a solid horror movie. It's great. And then you watch the look at these sequels, and it's like, what the fuck happened? It's, it's not like, the same Freddy. No, no like, Freddy went from a kind of scary guy. Now he's like, he's fucking comedian. He's dropping yeah. one-liners. He turned into a com- comedy now. Well, he became such a phenom- phenomenon in the '80s. There, like it was, it was ridiculous. Freddy Krueger was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that with with. Number when it, when we I think after number three after Dream Warriors, which is to me probably my favorite and the best, it just caught fire. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, mean, just fire. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but you'd see Freddie in Fat Boys videos, DJ Jazzy the Jeff and the right. Fresh Prince videos. He had a nine hundred number. He was on Sally Jesse Raphael. It's like <laughs> he was on MTV. It was everywhere. Freddie mania. He became a household name like Bart Simpson. Right, yeah. it yeah. was comical. You know, one thing, too, like with uh, just talking about his character getting so crazy, like the one-liners and all that. Think of a sitcom you watch from the first season to, like, the seventh season and how ridiculous the character is yeah. by season seven. Like, doing right. things no normal human would do in any regular everyday situation. That's a good point. That's a really yeah. And I feel like they just, like, took that character and just, boom, like, it tried like, to explode it. Like Fonzie jumping the shark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Very, very good point. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as, so moving on, the, mo- the movie was released on August 1st of 1989, pretty much exactly one year after uh, number four, the Dream uh, Master, I think it was Dream Master, came out. Because they were just God. trying to, at this point, it was, like I said, it was a height of frame, man. They were just trying to crank these things out yeah. as fast yeah, as they could. The first one came out in 84. Yeah. This one came out in 89. So within what, five years, five movies. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, exactly. I mean, Friday 13 was kind of the same way. They just started, but they really started cranking out Nightmare on Elm Street ones. Uh, it was written by Russ Craven, but really only the characters, Freddy, he gets credit. Right? He gets a rise credit for Freddy. The actual movie was written by John Skip, Craig Spector, and Leslie Boheme, directed by Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast. Everybody knows Robert England, so yeah, everybody knows that. Um, Yvonne is played by Kelly Jo Minter. Now, she has 39 credits to her name, including some pretty um, big uh, 80s and 90s movies. She was in Doc Hollywood, which starred Michael J. Fox, New Jack City, uh, House Party, which is the kid and play classic, Love it. Uh, Summer School, People oh, Summer Under School. the Stairs, and The Lost Boys. Oh. 
Uh, which are some classic great movies yeah. right there. Yeah. She was huge in the 80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, summer School, love Summer School. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotta love Summer School. Um, and then Alice, the main girl, is played by Lisa Wilcox, who has 38 credits. Uh, now, she also played the same character, Alice, in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Other than that, uh, I didn't really go into a whole lot of what she, else she was in. Uh, and before I'll mention one more thing, but when we come back, is Doug has a story to tell about that. Uh, there is a cameo I do. by the Nuge. <laughs> Ted Nugent makes an appearance in this movie. Seriously? As a band member. Very brief. Very, very, very brief. Very brief. But he is in the movie. Now, uh, I missed that completely. Me yeah. <laughs> it's there. The uh, Nuge. But Doug, you said you actually have met Lisa Wilcox. You, you had a run-in with her. I have met Lisa Wilcox. So, so tell us about that experience. Um... You mentioned that you don't know many of the other films she did. Well, I can fully explain to you every one of her fucking films. And <laughs> let me tell you why. First off, let me start off by saying Lisa Wilcox is a very nice person when I met her. Very, very like welcoming. And she was at a Horror Hound convention. Oh, yeah, Horror Hound. So okay. I've been wanting to go to that for I, a while. Awesome. I highly recommend it. We should all go. You guys should absolutely go because you'd love it. you just absolutely nice. love it. It's either in Cincinnati or Indy or whatever. They've got a magazine that comes out, which I think I brought you guys one yes. time just yeah. to check out. So my girlfriend and I go to the Horror Hound Convention. I'll try to make this quick because I know this is a long podcast. But we go on the Friday kind of like earlier when it's just opening. And a lot of, when I go to anything like this, I don't want to walk up to stars and talk to them really because what are you going to say? Kind of like you were great, exactly. <laughs> I loved you in that Ex- one scene. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I don't care about like signatures. I never have. Like right. at a comic book convention, you get an artist to draw you something pretty awesome, but I don't need your signature and to meet you like that. If you're in a bar, I'll have a beer with you. That'd be great. <laughs> But she's at the table, and she's by herself. Nobody is at her table. Now, later on, a lot of people were the next day or two. But at this time, a lot of the other tables were full, and she's just sitting there. And my girlfriend was like, are you going to go talk to her? You know, because, like, I was excited to meet uh, Heather Langenkamp, Nancy. Yep. Okay. She bailed. She, like, she bailed. She couldn't make it to that one. So I was like, I'm going to go talk to this girl. Because I watched four and five, four a million times as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I walk up, and of course I got my girlfriend just standing right behind me, which is just, like, it's awkward in the way of, like, she's going to laugh at every dumb thing I say. So I'm trying not to say stupid things, but it's the equivalent of when you go, like, guys, when you go to hit on a girl in a bar and you just, like, shit out your mouth. I was exactly what Sarah just said. I'm like... So I like your movies, and you know, like, uh, what are you in these days? And I like, I said like such stupid stuff, and she was just like smiling and very, you know, nice. But after talking with her, I felt like I was like, well, I gotta buy something because that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're yeah. peddling their stuff and getting their name out there again and whatever, and that's fine. That's what it is. So she stood up and took a picture with me, and she was like, no, you don't have to pay for that or whatever. I was like, okay, just took it on the iPhone. But I was like, well, let me buy something, you know. I was like, what all of you got, you know. And she had some pictures, some cool pictures from the set. But then she had this stack of DVDs. And I was like, what are those? Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, those are like some of my best scenes and stuff, you know. Like, it's just like a compilation. I was like, oh, how much is that? And she was like, 25 bucks. (laughs) So I was like, all right. Now, granted, I went to this Horror Hound convention, like, not really with limited funds, but I was like, I kind of want to watch what I spend here. I don't want to be spending hundreds of dollars, you know. And that's why I don't buy the stuff from the Mm -hmm. tables, really. So I was like, I'll buy that. She signs the DVD. I carry it around. Go up to the hotel (laughs) later. And I was a couple beers in. This is the DVD. Oh, oh there it is. There's Lisa Wilcox. I'll let you take a picture of that. She's beautiful. And like, again, let me just say, she was extremely friendly and like very nice. But I paid $25 for this. 
and it's Lisa Wilcox, <laughs> the Ward Agency, which the phone number's on there. It turns out it's an audition tape. Uh-uh. And it, it's I can't even call the number if I want to because she signed over the fucking digits <laughs> in the phone number. So you can't I, hire her. I put it in in the hotel room, and it was like scenes from her on like Highway to Heaven and these oh, weird shows, man. no horror at all. Which oh. is, and it was like these weird clips that you could make no sense of because a casting agent agent would look for this certain thing but I'm not casting her in my next movie like because I'm not making a movie I was like what is this so the whole weekend my girlfriend was just like you spent $25 on that fucking DVD so if you want to know her previous work Marshall oh, there it is, there it is. Oh, that is. Highway to heaven. I thought you were going down a completely different road I thought it was going to be like her best scenes uh, you know oh. like hey. this is my best threesome scene <laughs> this is my best you know i was like oh man Aaron, her star has fallen is she just wow, that parent show and kim kardashian yeah. trained to success oh, the God. sex time. that's where my mind was going if that was what was on that dvd i would have paid 50 to 100 for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but she, apparently facial. she goes to all those conventions and she's very very nice and be and wary of her see best scenes <laughs> <laughs> don't cast her try not to Oh, that's all. Awesome. Like, cool. That's awesome wow. story, man. That's um, all right. Let's move on to the movie itself. The the the, the, the steak of our steak and potatoes here. Uh, the movie we open with like, this kind of crappy sex scene and the opening credits, and it's shot as like really blue, like blue light and super close up. So much as you can barely even tell what you're even looking at. Like, I thought what, it was like a weird, smooth, mountainous range. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't know what you're looking at. It's so weird. There's like a foot in there that comes in. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a foot. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Now, guys, does it in that when you watch that, like you just said, a foot, and you're like, why is that foot there? So don't you wonder, like. Do I think the guy is hot or the girl is hot in this situation? <laughs> it's very tricky. We've yes. talked about this before. Yeah. I know we have. Like yes. when they trick you, you, when think, you see a nice ass, and then you see the dude that it belongs to. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, guess I'm gay now. Because he is smooth. Yeah. He's hairless. So it is hard to tell. I'm just looking at bodies writhing around with like perfect beads of sweat on them. I can't tell. I'm like, uh, I think I just took a spritz bottle too much. <laughs> Should I be getting hard or not? Oh, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already it's cool invested. for me to be interested in both of them. Right. So, yeah. like, right. either way yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure them. out what I'm seeing. Oh, God bless women. All right. <laughs> After Thank the sex you. is over, our, our main character, Al, she gets up, takes a shower. And right off the bat, guys, you know nothing good ever happens to anyone who takes a shower or a bath in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That's just a given. Uh, Plus, to make it worse, no boobs are shown. We do get some blurry side boob and ass, but that's about it. Uh, And, of course, this is no different. Uh, as soon as she's in, the drain starts to like cough up like shit-colored water. Oh yeah, the, the plumbing is very, very fucked up. Yeah, they, should, they need to get a plumb like roller I mean, over that place. That oh, the poo water. <laughs> yeah. So it bubbles up and it's brown goo that's coming out of the shower, and so she decides to bend down and check it out. <laughs> to touch it. Rather than get out of the shower, yeah, like, I'm not get gonna, away from. Just move her feet. Like oh, let me stick like, my hand in there. Yeah. Oh shit, water. Shit. God. <laughs> Maybe it's the poop is in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. The shower. <laughs> so I just imagine Mr. Hanky from South Park yeah. just jumping out of the thing. <laughs> so the shower head is now the shower head itself begins to like move a little bit and the water pressure gets like kicked up to the extreme levels. 
Uh, she tries to turn the water off, but the handles don't work, and they end up getting blown off by the severe water pressure. And as this happens, the, the, the tiles on the shower wall begin to fly off, and the shower, you know, begins to, like, fill up with water, like, you know, like, um, no, just, like, fill up, so it's like a pool now. Yeah, like, Girl, you're drowning in poo water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I, I should have looked this up. I wish we, we when we did Death Spa, because this was very, the same thing happened in Death Spa. Oh, it mm-hmm. did. Same thing. Shower, fly, piles are flying off the wall. I, I wonder which one came first. we dissed it then, too. We dissed it then. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this reminds me of Death Spa. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Um, so she struggles to get the door open, but of course it won't budge. And the water continues to rise to the point where she's like floating in the water and she's pretty much completely submerged. She's holding her breath, continues to pound the door. Finally, the door flies open and Alice falls out into like a dark industrial metal hallway. Uh, she's naked and wet. She stands up and a series of large metal doors keep opening at the end of the hall. Um, and this takes us like this old crazy, uh, the old crazy house, a mental Asylum. bin. Asylum. <laughs> Where hundreds of crazy inmates are roaming aimlessly around in the large <laughs> metal room, which, my God, there had been like no, like I guess, regulations for the insane I was at that say, point. Great organization in this I just place. Just throw them all in a giant room and let them wander around. Well, you know, I worked in a psych ward. That's exactly how we did it. <laughs> right? We just let the crazies roam Stick around together. I mean, that doesn't seem mm. safe. Now, the big thing about this thing that like everybody wants to say, oh, did you see Robert England in there? Because yes, Robert England is in there as an inmate without any makeup on. So you, the camera yeah, actually focuses creepy. on him. Um, Alice, and they put the habit on her, the nun thing yeah, or whatever she, it is. Alice yeah, Alice turns into a nun, a, yeah. a white, yeah. wearing a white habit, uh, and she's got a name tag that says Amanda Kruger on it. Um, and at the top of the stairs, there's these two, like, orderlies that are taking a head count. <laughs> Dude, this is so funny because he's going, he's like, 72, 73, and these crazy nuts at the bottom are all just milling about. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, no way. You know, no. Yeah, exactly. Try w- turn on the lights and see cockroaches run and try counting them. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. The equivalent. <laughs> right. uh, so one word is like, come on, there's a hundred. Let's go. And Posey, like, they, they, so they give up. They leave, and uh, they lock doors behind him, trapping Alice inside. Why would the woman be on the floor anyway? With the guy? I mean, if you're gonna put anybody down there. Why would it be the nun? Yeah. The only, <laughs> well, the only thing <laughs> I get is that the young <laughs> nun. Yeah, get in there. At the time, like you know, way back, you know, in the day when this would have hmm. been uh, nuns running, would have gone in there to like, maybe help care for the inmates. Uh, but you're right. Like yeah. they, they should. Yeah, yeah, they should have been. Like the, the guys were in the room <laughs> technically. If something happened, I would. You would think that she'd be escorted or something would happen. Yeah, but, but this yeah. is obviously the dream sequence because I, I, I mean, know, there's there's the it's very still Freddy esque. There's like fleshy walls yeah. and right. goo hanging around. So it's it's chains. Hundred crazy people, probably mostly violent. They just got chains dangling from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> if you can get it, you can use yeah. it. <laughs> So that yeah, they, they they trap Alice inside, and the inmates just swarm Alice, and we fade to black, and we fade in on Alice waking up in the bed, screaming next to her boyfriend. But boom, the boyfriend turns out to be Robert England, inmate version, who pins her to the bed. She wakes up screaming again. All is clear. So in true nightmare fashion, we get the double dream fake out right off the bat. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It kind of freaked me out. I was like, this is good. That was, yeah, that was a good five, scene. So yeah, that was a good scene. I agree. Because Robert England's just a creepy-looking dude. Yeah, I mean, and he, just... He's good at being <laughs> yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we jump to the... Now we jump to the high school graduation for the class of 1989. Uh, Alice is there, and we meet the, our core group of Freddy Fodder, uh, I mean, characters, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and their parents. And we have Greta, the pretty rich girl who is being pushed to be a model by her mother. Yvonne, the girl on the swim team of some kind of ethnic background. 
Uh, Mark, the goofy, <laughs> cool guy who I think is supposed to be the funny guy as well, but he's just weird. Mm-hmm. And then Dan, the star quarterback, and also happens to be Alice's boyfriend. So a really weird group that I don't think would ever really hang out in high school together, really. No. No. It, it, but it's kind of interesting because it looks like they're trying to appeal to every aspect of their audience. Right. Every, so, every high school niche. Right. Yeah, so we've got right. the nerd, we've got the jock, we've got the pretty girl, we've got the ethnic person. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's the breakfast, cl- breakfast, the breakfast club. club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Minus the really ethnicity. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> so the graduation scene is really, in my opinion, really boring. It goes on way too long. Um, in my opinion, here's all you need to know from this scene. One, Yvonne has swim practice till 6.30, and the coach is giving her her key so she can lock up when she's done, which leads to them deciding to have throw a graduation pool party later in the day. Uh, uh, something about the graduation scene, though, which is kind of funny because, what's his name, Dan, the star quarterback? Yeah. Right. Star quarterback, best in the state. Uh, and then they decide to bring the coach to graduation, the, so he's being recruited at the graduation yeah. ceremony yeah. by a college coach. Is that how sports work? Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, no, sure. They come talk to you the day you graduate. Yeah. Like, how big was that senior class? Because did you really notice a ton of graduates no. there? I'm all, I, no, because I mean, it's supposed to be, I think it, I could get this wrong. If I get this wrong, I'm going to get people going to shit over me. But I think it's supposed to be Springwood, Ohio is the name of the town, uh-huh. which I guess it's supposed to be, I get you know, kind of a small town. It's okay. not like a big, so I... A small graduating class would make sense. Hmm. Plus, you know, how many kids have killed, Freddie been killing off over the years? So, the, I mean, I think the student population take, taking a hit. Not a lot left. <laughs> can, I, can I voice one complaint here that really pissed me off right away? Because I love part four so much. And, you know, the Moon Goons can go watch it. I'm sure they've already seen it. But if you remember four, yes. she has a core group of friends. And a couple of them are carryovers from, from number part three. three. Yeah. yeah. I was yes. okay with that because in number three, they're all in an institution or whatever. You don't really get to see school, so you don't know who their friends are. And then yeah. you find out they're at this school. They're all friends. In four, everybody fucking dies except for, like, Alice and, like, the boyfriend. Her and brother boyfriend. Her yeah. brother is murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flash forward just a few months, and she's got a whole new core group of friends, and they're all and none of they all act like they've never heard of your brother getting murdered or any of this crazy shit. Especially it's a small town. Yes, I mean, why wouldn't they know that? Why do they act like they're best friends, which they kind of do, kind of don't? And then from the friends' point of view, why would you hang out with this girl who had all her friends murdered? Wouldn't you be a little scared? That's a really good point. That really amazing point. You get that's blue ribbon because they did. <laughs> carry over from three to four perfect in my opinion and then they just shit the bed on four to five yeah, it's it been made so no long sense since i watched four um i watched it i when, when i thought about trying you know for this episode but it was so long ago when i was preparing for that, I, I had forgotten about that carry over i didn't even think about what mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. that's an amazing point mm-hmm. that's totally right on but it kind of goes with what chris said earlier it's like how they just cram these out as mm-hmm. much as they can yes i mean freddie phenomenon freddie fever they just did they just Kind of like you said, do they have fodder? We just put some kids together, make them diverse enough to appeal to a wide audience, and we're going to have Freddy kill them. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I guess, I know, you know, you probably don't know what top of your head, but I'm guessing also four and five are written by completely different people, too. So you probably have no continuity in writers. I actually don't. I know it was different directors, yeah. but yeah. I don't know about the writing. Okay. Um, Back to graduate. Also, we find out Alice's dad is a recovering alcoholic, who he was an alcoholic in, the, in four, I believe. So they did yeah. carry that over. Um, 
And as Aaron said, Dan's recruited by a college ball, a couch coach, uh, who likes to photobomb graduation pictures. By the way, <laughs> oh right? My God. That's right, in the right in the front, right in the front row, ballsy. And also, funny point that a, a head football coach wears a tennis racket tie. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a football tie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's a big stunt man? Okay, that guy. You're gonna be the football coach. He's like ogre. Oh, <laughs> that guy could not act for shit. No. He was well, probably also one of those guys down in the uh, asylum. Probably. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they always carry over this theme too in all the Freddy movies that the parents are terrible. Mm. You know, like the adults are. They're really trying to pander to young people because, and they always make the adult characters like buffoons. Yes. Idiots. Right. You know, if yeah. you notice, like they all talk down to the kids. Like, yeah. That is a theme, and. It, I read this, so I don't know if this is true, but they, it harkens back supposedly to the parents that originally like killed Freddy. Yeah, like that they were so enraged and dumb and yeah. full of emotion, and so like they always portray the parents as like these <laughs> terrible people. Like well, their yeah, parents, right. like Alice's dad was that bad. In this one, Alice's right. dad was actually He's she actually, made up. He made up yeah, for an numbers. Uh, yeah. uh, but you're right. Uh, Greta's mom is just oh, obnoxious, horrible. Dan's oh. dad looks like a like a drunk. <laughs> His <laughs> face is just red. And he's like. <laughs> That's Mark's dad. That's Mark's oh, Mark, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love that dad. If that was my dad, I'd hang out with him all the time. <laughs> I was like, hey, brats, <laughs> get over here. Um, so the graduating scene finally ends. Alice heads off to work, uh, and this takes her on a light jog through the park where she spots the <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street kids jumping rope, singing the Freddy rhyme. Um, she follows the little girls into the woods, because that always ends well, um, oh, yeah. which causes... Like basically causes a hole in time as it suddenly switched from day to night instantaneously, uh, even though it was just like early morning for the graduation. Um, Alice enters this clearing where she starts spinning in a circle. She ends up at the foot of a lone, long stone staircase and face-to-face with the nun dressed in white. Did you uh, notice the change in the song? Because I yes, did. Okay. I was gonna count on that. Okay, yeah, they, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was gonna be up and out of But yeah, the, the the famous Freddy jump rope rhyme is changed in this one. Mm-hmm. It's subtle, but it, they have changed it from all the original uh, previous versions of it. Um, but and, fuck it, it's, uh, let's talk about now. You brought it up. I don't. I want to talk about then. But uh, it's pretty much all the same uh, until the very last line, the nine ten. It used to be nine ten, never sleep again. I believe yes. was the original, and now it's nine ten, Freddy's back again. Mm-hmm. Which so I, 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 I like it's that. fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's not big, big, but it's a minor change that people can pick up on. You guys got good harmony over there. Like <laughs> <laughs> so she follows the nun up the stairs and into the. Utterly, insanely massive old brick building that's supposed to be a mental hospital. Gorgeous. This thing is like oh, Buckingham no. Palace. It's <laughs> fucking huge. It looks like the castle from Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just this huge, giant castle. It's a yeah. fucking castle. Yeah, it really is. You know, I mean, they got the minarets and the towers and, you know, like, gargoyles. Hanging all gargoyles. Right. Everything. Yeah. Everything. You, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Inside, Alice begins to wind on this long, seemingly, you know, these long, seemingly identical hallways. And at the end of one, she sees this black baby carriage roll past an open door. Mm. Now, this baby carriage is the size of a VW Bug. It's <laughs> fucking huge. I couldn't tell what it was the whole time. I, I, I remember the first time I saw the movie. I took me a while to figure, what the fuck yeah, is that thing? Is that? But yeah, it's, like, it's a baby that? carriage. Like, it's a baby carriage. Duh. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh. It's like a baby carriage designed by H.R. Geiger. Yeah. You know, like the guy who did Aliens. You know, like that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, it's all black and like kind of, or like something you see in like the Silent Hill world or something like that. Yeah. Um, which is kind of rip off of Freddy's Dream World if you think about it. Um, oh. But 
Yeah, so she she follows it, and, and the, the baby carriage leads her to a, uh, a staircase, which she goes up, and uh, so she goes going up and up. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, she finds herself lying on a gurney, being pushed down a long hallway by an orderly, and she's uh, scra- crazy screaming inmates are going all around, and she's rolled into an operating room where she's held down by doctors and other nuns. She's screaming, she's struggling, the camera pans around to all the various people holding her down, and then all of a sudden, Alice is now, who was on the gurney, is now standing up behind the people, looking at where she was, Yeah. and where she was is now a dark-haired pregnant woman, Amanda Kruger, uh, and she's begging Alice to stop these people from, don't let them deliver my baby. And she's looking mm-hmm. right at Alice, she's like, stop them, don't let them do this. Yeah. Um, so, the baby's born. And says, why is this happening again? Yeah, something like that. The, uh, the baby? The, well, yeah, what is that? Uh, the, the doctor? The, the, the black nun is in shock, and she just looks at the baby, but tries to put like a happy face on and says, remember, all babies are God's creations, but she can God even barely creatures. say it. She says, remember, sister, this is a creature of God. Yeah, yeah there we go. And then okay. Amanda says, that is not God's creature. There, thank you, Chris. The doctor, when the baby comes out, the doctor goes, push! Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. What is it? That's right. <laughs> it's like, is that a priest? What is this? Oh, man. So we hear the baby making all sorts of like primal growling sounds. And the uh, black oh, nun ends God. up, she drops the baby, yeah. which was struggling to get away anyway. And now we see the baby. And it's, it's basically. Awesome. When Amanda, Amanda says, give it to me, don't let it get away. Yes. So it's like she knows. This is, a, this is like the whole setup for the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically yeah. a tiny baby version of Freddy. It's all gross in the form, and it looks utterly ridiculous. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it looks so. Me, me. Yeah, it's, it's making weird little <laughs> noises. <laughs> it's slimy. It's got a fucking basketball-sized head. Yeah. This tiny it's like body. A ghoulie. Yeah, like I was gonna pop say, it should be yeah. yes. more ghoulies it's got, like, than anything. Yeah. Toothpick legs that can't even support it, but this giant bulbous head. Yeah. Like the weight of the head would just flop it over to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and it still has the scars. Yeah, it has like the Freddy yeah, scars. Why is yeah. this baby burnt? Like if it's Freddy is a baby, Freddy didn't come out of the room all burnt to form. <laughs> it was burnt so by the parents. weird looking. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh god! So the baby scurries away out of the room. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's <laughs> just wiggles around on out. So awesome! <laughs> it's like weird, wet slapping sounds. Like <laughs> 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 so, all the people, all the people that were there, just they're gone. They vanish, uh, leaving Alice alone. And she leaves the opera and ends up in a good old rundown chapel. And where baby Freddy climbs up onto the altar where Freddy's clothes just happen to be lying spread out. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Seeing this, Alice yells out, no, not again, because uh, she knows what's going on now. Apparently. I was curious, I was curious now, at this point, was this where they killed Freddy in the one? Yes. yes. Yeah? So I was going to say it is kind of valid okay. that those clothes are there because he got sucked out yeah. in part four. However, they killed him. Who knows? And, okay. You know, he faced but, his own. Yes. Then I take a trust yeah. All right. So, so there's a tie in there. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up the lights. That's what right. I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, so Good yeah. Call, so Chris. Um, Thanks for the she, info. He, she <laughs> rushes the altar to try to stop, but but. Baby Freddy lets out this really weird sounding scream, mm-hmm. which causes the chapel to begin to break apart. The floor underneath Alice breaks open and flings her flying backwards as Baby Freddy crawls into Adult Freddy's sweater. Mm-hmm. This causes the baby to grow into and become a full fledged Freddy. 
as the altar is lifted up and out of the floor by what I think are supposed to be giant roots, but look like giant inflated trash bags. It's, so. Everything's exploding. <laughs> Shit's flying everywhere. Alice goes flying. Everything, the glass is breaking. Everything is going nuts. It's chaos. It's yes. like, even when Freddy forms and you kind of see the silhouette, he gets blown away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, even he's not safe. Everyone's getting thrown around. The noise is, I watched this at one in the morning and the, when that got loud it got so friggin loud it scared the shit it was like boom yeah like they just blew everything up i was like what the fuck so for, even though Frey just went flying he appears now standing on the altar and for some reason his left arm is ridiculously long <laughs> even though his right arm is completely normal and I don't understand this at all. Why Why one arm is so fucking long when the other's not? I didn't get that either. And it looks but so fake. It's so weird because here it is. You got number five. Freddy's back. Here he is. He's finally materialized. He's standing up. He's got his arms. He goes, "It's a boy." It's yeah. a great oh, little. Yeah, it's a great, great line. line. But his one arm is just so long. Yeah. It just looks stupid. It does. I mean, it takes all the like it, it, all the impact yeah, out I, because yeah. all you can do is look at that stupidly like ten foot long arm. And it's like they had to make that. Yes. You think the director would be like, no, looking at the monitor, like. No, this is unbalanced. We gotta fix this guy. He's like, give him a regular arm. Because it doesn't make sense. It has no relevance back to the story. It doesn't come no. back in any way, shape, or form. He's mm. just got a really long arm. Well, because I mean, actually, he grew into the the clothes or whatever. Should, but why would he short. grow longer? Right. Yeah. It should be you a know? normal arm and a short arm. <laughs> and it hasn't yeah. fully grown yeah, at least yet. it was like a shorter arm, but a longer arm. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. It, ta- it kind of takes the impact out of that. It, it does. It's a good moment, but it's, it's just bull- like, yeah, all man, I can do is look at that long yeah, arm. Yeah, Freddy puts arm. the hat now, on and he's like, what's up? Now, yeah. I don't think they've done before, but like uh, in the very first Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first time I think we see Freddy when she's chasing Tina down out of the way in a dream, he does the same thing. Both arms are all long and extended. And this was that was five years apart, and those arms look better than this arm did. Yeah, and that, that was a cool thing because he was yeah. walking in the alley, yeah. scratching the sides. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Alice shouts out that he can't come back because she locked the door on him. Freddy tells her that he found the, I key found the key and wraps his hand like around her belly, like you would like if she was pregnant, like a pregnant woman. Mm. And that's when the chapel doors open. And it, this is so epic and over the top. Mm-hmm. So the doors open and staying there is Amanda Kruger in her white nun's habit. But what makes it so crazy is that there's like a flock of doves and like, pigeons oh, around white her. Doves. <laughs> it's like a John Woo yeah. movie. And they just fly <laughs> up around her and out the door. It's like, what? Is that, what's going on? It's so crazy. But Freddy kind of coils back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda says some shit like, uh, your birth was a curse on humanity. I will not allow it to happen again. You brought me back to give you life now I must take yours and like Chris said Freddy like then backs away and disappears into like a cloud of mist but he says he says we'll see bitch now <laughs> that's any way to talk to your mother yeah, it's not a way to talk <laughs> well, to well hold on I remember when my mom used to yell at me and when she walk away I'd go we'll see bitch <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'd argue with my mom yeah so yeah. it's accurate alright right. <laughs> now I wouldn't say that to her face right. yeah, no, whenever different. she was out of the room I'd be like, he didn't have no problem then. <laughs> but he did soak away into the, the smoke he did he did <laughs> I imagine little Aaron just saying that and she turns around what'd you say nothing man nothing nothing, <laughs> nothing. yeah we're gonna go play in the ditch mom <laughs> So Amanda tells Alice that she must be released from her earthly prison 
and to look for her in the tower. And with that, doors close again. Alice rushes out of the doors, finds herself in the diner that she works at. And now she's back in the real world. Her coworker gives him shit for being four hours late. Uh, that wait, waitress leaves. She's Alice, super pissed. Yeah, well, yeah, I would be too if she's like yeah. four hours late to get, you know, that, she's rightfully pissed. <laughs> uh, Alice goes to make a phone call at the payphone. Now we cut to the big school graduation party at the pool. Uh, the party's in full effect. Our main group's hanging out on the bleachers. Now, before I go on to this scene, I do want to comment on the bullshit that is going on here that one, no coach would leave the kid the keys to the no. school pool no. so they can lock up after they're done practicing. No. And we've seen this bullshit so many like, a lot of times it's like a basketball player at, at the gym or we've mm-hmm. seen it before, but there's no fucking way this would ever happen. I mean, th- this is a lawsuit way to happen. Unsupervised <laughs> kids, graffiti, yeah, like, this 80s. is just an awful idea. <laughs> yes, and, and Sarah just said it. It's the 80s. It was, it's the and 80s. That's, a, that's a theme and horrible horror yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's the Anytime 80s. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was it's the, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> Barely watched, the 80s, but it was the 80s. I've well, watched so many 80s movies here. <laughs> I feel like I say that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. You did see the kid get drafted at graduation. I just feel like none of us know how sports work. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Athletes get rain at the school. They get the keys. They just lock up. Yeah. yeah. Start just cleaning up in the morning. I mean, not to mention this whole scene is complete filler and it fucking sucks anyway. Yeah. So it yeah. makes no sense. It yeah. really does. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, I had more rant about that, but fuck, we'll move on. I, Although I just, that's I the that. only scene, if I'm remembering right, that they're really all together as a group, and maybe right. they yeah. had to throw that in, like, oh well, my yeah, god, yeah, the we've graduation got... scene and then the, the party scene is really, yeah, you're right. After that, they're never together as a full group anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, anyway, the group sit around talking how much they dislike their parents, which, mm. like you commented on earlier, right. Sarah nailed it, uh, or something like that. And then some random kid comes up and tells Dan that he has a phone call, so off he goes. It's Alice. Telling him about her dream and that she needs he needs to come get her. So Dan grabs his bottle of champagne that he has for her and he off he goes. And Mark says something like, There he goes, the fastest man on three legs. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that line. I did like that line. Which makes me kinda of weird. Like, why would Mark know about Dan's dick? Like <laughs> why would he say that? Good question. Hmm. Maybe he was scoping him at gym. Like maybe. Yeah. Something. Hmm. Maybe he watched that opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> Over and over, over. and over. <laughs> so we cut to Dan driving his truck, and I swear he has to suffer from narcolepsy. Yeah. Oh my As he gets in behind yes. the wheel, he falls asleep. Why is he immediately? Immediately. immediately. He was just at a party. Exactly. Oh. That's my whole note. He's just at a party, having fun, swimming, partying up, and now I'm in a car. Immediately. And And also, he seems to be the only one that knows about Kruger. So, like, your girlfriend calls you in a panic. Well, Kruger's back. Oh, I think I'm just going to take a little nap really quick. (laughs) Exactly. You couldn't have said it better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take your. There's a rare stealing thunder. Sorry. Ah, thank you. All right. Aaron just handed me nice, another cold, cool silver bullet. All right. Uh, which I do want to say, since it's a five theme, whoever gets to five first wins a prize, right? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Chris is like, I'm going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already at three. Chris is probably like, oh, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so we hear Dan's mother come over the radio, and she like trash talks this kid, and, and for and Alice, all this followed by Freddie's voice. And then the seatbelts come to life and begin to constrict Dan. And then, like, five more seatbelts start coming out of nowhere. And the truck swerves off the road as Freddy takes control of the truck. 
he appears, Frey appears next to Dan and begins to pour champagne over himself, right. which for some ludicrous reason burns Freddy. Yeah, he, he takes a big swig of it and then spits it at the dashboard and it's like acid. And he yeah. says, bad year, Dan. Yeah. And then he pours it on his right shoulder. Yeah. Which eats away his arm. He pulls his arm off yeah. and like attaches <laughs> it to the side and of the uses cab. It as a, he uses his own arm as a seatbelt. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, handy. what the fuck <laughs> was that? Is it handy? I did. That was awesome. Oh, my God. Damn. I don't mind. I mean, he uses his own hand as a seatbelt because like, the, the, the clawed hand, glove would like stick into the seat. But it's like, why is champagne burning? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad year. Yeah. You just, you know. So, a, little, a little too much to those acidic grapes, I guess. Yeah. Um, so one of the trucks, the tires just explodes into flames for like in no reason whatsoever. And this sends Dan crashing through the windshield, which also then makes him go crashing through the wall of the school because he winds up back in the pool. Right. So, which is <laughs> fucking weird. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> just... But that's the beauty of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, yeah. well, it's a dream. Yeah, he can no, do anything. Right. Yeah. Sure, he was just in a dream. It gives the eternal excuse to make to have nothing ever make sense in the movie. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of a cheap way to do it. Because we just saw him strapped in with multiple layers of seatbelt. Right. We're right, like like six or seven. Seat and then when he gets off. in the accident, he goes <laughs> flying through with no protection. Uh-huh. So, fuck it, it's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. So he runs back outside where he steals a motorcycle, peels off down the road. Now, keep in mind, this is, again, supposed to be small-town Ohio, but for some reason, Dan's now on, like, a massive highway, like the 405 or something, weaving in and out of other cars. And, and he just... is an experienced rider. Oh, all of a sudden. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> this guy is doing, like, weaving in and out of the cars, like, at blistering speeds. It's great. Mm. <laughs> like, like, he's also a... Like, excellent motorcycle rider and the best quarterback in the state. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and abs for days. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, as he's racing down the highway, the motorcycle be- starts to come to life, and wires and cables start burrowing into Dan's hands and his leg, merging him with the bike. Now, the bike's gas tank morphs into Freddy's face, which is made from wires, and Trey drops more one- one-liners on, like, on Dan, like you feel the need for speed and uh-huh. you know don't sleep and a, drive or whatever. Some when, crap. I, when I looked at him, like after I, all that finally happened and like he started blasting down the road, it was almost like he was like a biomechanical ghost writer. Yeah, he, yes, he, 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 that's exactly what I said in my notes. Yeah. He, he he basically turns into a ghost writer Robocop hybrid. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Or you could also say maybe Darth Vader without the mask. That's what I was uh, gonna yeah. say. He looks a little uh, Darth yeah. Vader-ish. Yeah, I mean, all for why sure. Why did all his hair go away? I, know. I don't know. Like, well, I understand. Here's what I, my, here's what I think. It's weird. Because at one point you see, uh, like, all this steam. Like, it's, I think it's, like, the steam, like, mm-hmm. coming ah, into yeah. the the pipes or the wiring into his body, like, melts his skin away. Right. But weird thing is, it melts his face away, but then his body is, like, this hard, like, chitinous, yeah. like, shell or something. It's almost like, like a cyborg. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, a Ooh. skeleton yeah. or metal. It's, like, brown. Like, like an exoskeleton. Yeah, it's, like, an exoskeleton. Like, yeah. where'd that come from? But it was... <sighs> I remember watching this when I was a kid. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe I saw it in Chautauqua. I, I was going to bring that up. When we were kids at Marshall's house, I remember being like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. The oh, first yeah. time we watched it, it was you, me, and I think our friend Ty. We were up at uh, my summer house, and yeah, this this scene came on, and I was like, we were all like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> right. Whoa, that's, wow, fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, so the bike keeps gaining speed and zipping through traffic, and it, mm. now it's racing towards an oncoming semi truck. And right as Dan Biker, 
stand bike hybrid is about to crash into the truck. Uh, we cut back to Alice at the diner, who's clearly standing in front of a green screen. Uh, the world behind her disappears and is replaced with like this hellish abyss. It's like a red. It's like yeah, it's red pit. It looks yeah. like a, it looks like a colon <laughs> or like yeah. an esophagus. Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, like. <laughs> I like the colon. I like that. It's pretty shitty. We'll colon's colon. really pretty um, shitty. So, and she, sees, shitty. and she sees Dan falling <laughs> through the colon. Now, haven't they, and I don't remember, <laughs> but I feel like they've had that almost kind of same thing before. Like, in part three, didn't Joey, like, from the bed go down into that and then when they had to enter the dream world to oh, fight him yeah. you see that I just feel like in other Nightmare movies I've seen that yes. I not seen three as in a prominent long time. as in this yes uh, but I, I was like I feel like it's a Freddy thing I totally agree it's 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 it it was done before yeah it's not I, I don't know if it's like a theme or a thing but yeah I, you're right I think it was number three I agree, yeah. Because that was the one where Freddie needed a colon cleansing. Yeah. So now. <laughs> He's got guys chipping away down there. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 6, the dream colonoscopy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Dan wakes up from his dream just in time to actually crash uh, head says, on into uh, a semi-truck. Don't dream and drive. Yes, thank you. There's another one line. Uh, Dan's well truck goes up in flames. Allison hears the crash and the collision. She runs out of the diner to see Dan's wrecked truck on fire. Dan's dead inside the cab. But dead Dan comes back to life in, and in Freddy's voice says, Hey, Alice, want to make a baby? Or something like that. And <laughs> <laughs> Can you please do that again? Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't think he said that, but I like what you just said. Totally makes You don't say that. Um, Allison just faints. Just I passed out. Nice. Can you please do that <laughs> again? Uh, hey, Alice, want to make a baby? <laughs> <laughs> that's just good. Uh, that's the best. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Alice faints. She wakes up in the hospital uh, with Yvonne, who works there as a candy striper, which I didn't think they even still had candy stripers at this time, but apparently they do. Um, Alice is, an, is she's hysterical and frantically trying to convince Yvonne that Freddy is back and killed Dan. Uh, Alice's father and the doctor enter the room. She continues to rant about Freddy and how he killed Dan. And that it wasn't from drinking and driving like everybody is saying it was because they mm-hmm. smelled the champagne mm-hmm. on the cab and all that. But, of course, no one ever believes her. Uh, again, I have a problem with this as well. Uh, so, here we go. <laughs> at, at this point, there have been five movies, in this, were five movies in this franchise that all take place in the same town that has the same killer. Yet, if every, each and every fucking movie, everyone around the main character always denies or refuses the notion that Freddy is killing people, right? Right. So, even when it's coming from a person who has already fought Mm -hmm. Freddy once and lived through it like Alice has, Mm -hmm. they continue to refuse the fact that this, he exists, and that it's, you know, Freddy's just imagining this, or you're too tired because you're stressed out, or you have PTSD from your previous run-in, or in Alice's case, they blame it on being pregnant. Yeah. So she's making this up because she's pregnant. I got so pissed. She She finds out she's pregnant. And Yvonne's like, you're just a little pregnant. A little pregnant. Like, <laughs> yeah. just a little pregnant. A little pregnant? Yeah. Just a little pregnant. So, and also the fact that there's people in this goddamn town should be like, oh shit, Freddy's back. I mean, over the course right. of 10 years <laughs> right. or so, Freddy's been killing all the kids in this town. So everyone knows that these groups of kids are showing up dead. And there's always this one kid ranting and freaking out about Freddy Krueger. Yep. But nobody ever believes it. <laughs> yeah, the doctor said, the doctor was like, these sorts of outbursts 
aren't uncommon, especially in the beginning. Talking yeah. about the pregnancy, I was like, fuck you, doctor. <laughs> I'll show you an outburst. I mean, <laughs> women are just hysterical. I know, I have hormones. We, 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 we have the old vibrate machine. We'll be hysteria that way. But Dude, hell, even in Friday the 13th and, night, and Halloween movies, they at least acknowledge, yes, Jason and Michael Myers are real. And, oh, fuck, he's back. We got to be on the right. lookout. But here's like, Fre- nope, Freddy doesn't exist. That's a no. good point. That's a good point because we have, you know, the competing genres of, you know, we have Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. We have Friday 13th with Jason Voorhees. We have Halloween with Michael Myers. And the the two out of the three, those are the big three. Yeah. The two right. out of the three always say, oh, shit, so-and-so is back. Jason or Michael's back. But Friday, they're like, I don't believe you, kids. Yeah. We've been dealing with this for, you know, you 10 know, like, years. Every year, about five or six more kids show up horribly murdered and maimed somehow, but they'll be like, no. Nope. Literally nah. every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, you uh, Here's one question I had. And you bring, you bring that up, so it's been that many years, and how you said that it the parents, or Sarah had mm-hmm. mentioned, like the parents are already always idiots, they don't agree. So Freddie... What, and they don't really address that in this movie, but if you've watched all those, he's a child molester. Yeah, It right. was right around the scene that this really entered my mind, and I've never thought this in these movies before. I was like, he's a child molester. And part one, Nancy's mom was like, he's come back to punish us for our sins, yes. mm-hmm. killing our children. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get all that. But by now... He's going after kids that the parents weren't some of the parents that burnt him or anything. No, now, really. Yeah, now he's just killing. So this is really. getting kind of like dark or gross or whatever, but all these teenagers that we see him attack, he never molested them. Mm-hmm. And really he was more of, you learn kind of later in part six that it was like little girls or boys mm-hmm. that he went after. Yeah. So why wasn't he ever after just going little kid, going after little kids? What's his what's his teens? what's his motive for teenagers? Teenage, exactly, it's that's it's, a great point. Because it's the eighties, probably guess, because but, they, yeah. you, <laughs> probably because of society. Like you could, they, no, no, you probably make a movie or, or of distribute where you know, oh, we can't have a killer going around killing eight year olds. But really, the premise loses it right around right. four. Like yeah. Nancy's yeah. not there anymore. The parents are gone. Why are you going after these random teenagers? Yeah. Well, what was what was three? It was the Dream, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. It's almost like it's evolved into like uh, he's just bloodthirsty yeah I guess yeah. you know what I mean yeah just he got weird. a taste for teens yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. yeah he likes them barely legal yeah. <laughs> boys or girls he doesn't yeah. matter and he <laughs> has a thing he has a thing with Alice now too like he has mm-hmm. this like major super obsession with well she her. beat him yeah, yeah she yeah. beat him that, like, okay you know what that even maybe, answers it for me like he went after know. her and she was tied to Kristen who Kristen was one of the original yeah uh, her parent Kristen is the blonde played by Patricia Arquette yeah. in three yeah. but okay. in four it's the same character but a different blonde yep. uh, she's like Tuesday night she's like okay. a singer also All right. but so okay mm. Sarah just solved it for me right, so at least, at least he went after a probable, them at least and, a somewhat logical yeah, connection and, there and so then he's just pissed off at Alice so Okay. okay, so, um, like I said, the doc, the reveal is that she's pregnant, uh, and she's kept overnight for observation. Everyone leaves. Uh, Alice rolls over, falls asleep, uh, but shortly wakes up to find a young boy named Jacob standing in her doorway. They talk. So creepy. And Jacob seems to know things yes. uh, that he shouldn't know at, by any means, but he leaves before Alice can ask, how you know, how do you know all this stuff? So, now we cut to Greta. Sitting in her super creepy bedroom that's what? filled with all sorts of porcelain dolls and mannequins. What? What <laughs> fucking sixteen-year-old girl was like? This is that, this may be the scariest thing in the movie. Disturbed. That girl is disturbed. Well, this is it's just smacking you over the head with like symbolism. It's just beating yeah. you in the face with it. That her, her 
the mother looks at her as a doll. Duh. Yes. Well, you know, I'm, it's just so, it's like, okay, we get it. Oh. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God. so many. Like, seriously, she is like, granted, I think is a serial killer in waiting with this room. <laughs> but I, but also, it made me think of, maybe, Aaron, you, you were, uh, maybe, I don't know if you had thought the same good. thing I did, but when I saw this, it made me think, like, this was straight out of the movie uh, Tourist Trap, and Mr. Slauson should be right at home here. I mean, that is... Dolls, way too many dolls. So many dolls. So she's Did looking. Anybody else find Greta's mom like super creepy too? Like, yeah, she's like, scarier than yeah. She of, like, looked yeah. like she was in Technicolor. Mm-hmm. Like she looked like, like crazy a, guys. Holy yeah. shit! Over the top character, like almost like a stage actor. Yeah, like her makeup was mm-hmm. so thick, her hair was so red, her everything she said was so loud and boisterous and loud. like she was performing for people in the cheap I kept seats. having like Beetlejuice thing. oh my like god Beetlejuice oh, yeah. Yeah. That. I was gonna say a mix between like Beetlejuice House of a Thousand Corpses like craziness yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great yeah. way Beetlejuice of putting it Beetlejuice is the big one that, yeah. like, I was like this is exactly and that, that. Di- especially that din- the dinner scene that's yes. coming up Dale. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, basically, all we see is, awesome. is Greta sitting around looking at yearbook pictures, yearbook pictures of the group and and Dan, uh, and that's it. Uh, well, so, talk about quick turnaround for photo. Yeah, exactly. Photo. <laughs> they got the graduation picture. Nineteen eighty nine. Oh my god! That shit took seventy two hours. I didn't even like think about that. You're right. Yeah. Like the very next day, yeah, she's got this giant blow up, like an eight by ten of like this graduation <laughs> photo. They just take it the day before. Nope. No, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit. so true. That's hilarious. Wow, I didn't even catch that. Because like one hour. Do you guys remember one oh, hour yeah. photo? Like right. in high Fox school. Photos like yeah, one hour, but yeah. that wasn't back then. That yeah. was like ninety five, ninety four. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's hilarious. Chris, good call. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> so uh, Alice is leaving the hospital. She's talking to Vaughn, and she's asking about the boy Jacob. But Levanto is like, "Hey, there is no boy with that name in this hospital." Um, so, bum bum bum. Uh, so we jump to Alice and her friends gathered in Alice's bedroom, where Alice is giving my history lesson about Amanda Kruger and. She reveals that Amanda was raped by 100 maniacs in the mental hospital and ended up pregnant, and that that baby was Freddy Krueger. Raped by 100 maniacs. 100. That sounds like a porn challenge. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like... uh, There are literally porn movies, like the the ultimate gangbang ones. I was going to say, who... There's real porn movies out there. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could call it the Freddy Krueger challenge. (laughs) (laughs) The nightmare challenge. (laughs) Can you be banged by a hundred inmates? I see or... a new movie with Ron Jeremy in it. Like, in our future. <laughs> Somebody copyright that shit right now. He should be the first one. Yeah. He gets dibs. <laughs> he's not going to get the sloppy 100. No, no. No, he gets, he's... no he's number one. He'll yeah. run he's it for everybody star. else. Oh, he's he could come in with, like, a crown on. <laughs> <laughs> The C's part, the C's part, and Brian Jeremy just walks down with like a, 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 a dildo, a dildo scepter. scepter. Dildo <laughs> yeah. We're not a weird path here. Yeah, all right, all right. Ooh, all right. Bring it back around. All right. So anyway, um, now oh. I need to mention at this point that Mark, uh, during this whole scene, Mark is drawing in a sketch pad. Uh, Mark is like the big comic book geek. He, he's drawing. He's always drawing uh, comic book characters and, and comic strips and all this stuff or comic book art. Um, basically, the scene ends with a really lame after-school special-ass like group hug, which is really yeah. lame. Well, and I mean, Alice is like explaining the Kruger thing, and yeah. they're all looking at her like she's fucking crazy. 
Again, this is where I asked that question, though. Like, what? in my notes, I'm like, wouldn't her friends already know that this stuff happened? Yeah. I mean, what we already, you know, like, at this point, you're like, why Why don't they know this? Yeah. yeah. He'll have to especially go through like, all of us. Especially, like Doug said, like, if Al survived the fourth movie where her friends and her brother were killed, people, right. and they all went to, if they all went to the same school, which I imagine they did because the same town, right. they would all know this. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just a central theme. Like, I, ever since Doug end. said that, I can't get that out of my head now because how much that even ruins <laughs> right. this movie even more for me now. Right. Like, that's such an old, gigantic oversight. It did that for me too whenever Doug said that. Thanks a lot, Doug. They just ruined the movie <laughs> for us. They're a bunch of sons of bitches. <laughs> I feel like I'm being set up here. For <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did say that. You're right. I make good points. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next point, Marshall. Okay. So uh, we jumped to Greta's house where she and her family are hosting a fancy, dancy, schmancy dinner party. Uh, and for some retarded reason, Greta falls asleep at the dinner table for, again, just like Danny in the truck, perfectly awake, and then boom, asleep at the dinner table. Out of table. nowhere. Like, this right. is something that kind of bugged me, too, was... In all the other nightmare movies, the kids are staying up for days. Yes. And yeah. they really hammer and home. And they're taking, like, caffeine pills and no-dose. Right. right. And we're in, we're in day two. Yeah. After graduation. And they are right. they really hammer home that they're all struggling, hard struggle to, stay awake, to yeah. stay awake. And we can all relate to it. Yeah. And that's something we can all kind of, I mean, no matter who you are, you've been so exhausted but trying to stay awake. College and, finals, pulling all nighters for days. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. And here it's like, you're at a dinner party. Mm. <laughs> just, just like you said before with Dan. You're, you're driving right. your truck racing to get to your girlfriend who's in danger. I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah, it's just another good, great they, point. They, and, but it was so well done in all the other Nightmare movies. Yeah. And in this one, they completely, completely whitewash over that. They're just like, you know what? We don't have time for that Everybody's shit. Everybody's narcoleptic. Yeah. Everybody just passes. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have time for that shit. How do we explain they fall asleep? They're just like, fuck it, they fall asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, and actually, that's exactly right. My note, no build on it. So, you, I swear you read over my shoulder. So, uh, so she 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 tells uh, the waiter now that she's not hungry. Uh, this causes all the guests and her mother to stop everything and turn towards Greta, and she finds herself trapped in like this giant, like rusted out baby high chair. Right. For it's a, but it's an adult size, uh, and Freddie comes out dressed as a waiter, pushing a food cart. He lifts the lid on the tray to reveal uh, a porcelain doll laying on top of a bed of veg vegetables. Uh, the doll is supposed to be represent Greta. Uh, the mother says things like, only the best for my little Greta and don't talk with your mouth full, my dear. Mm -hmm. As Freddy starts force-feeding her food from his glove, which now has a spoon attachment on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He says, filet de barbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you just said it, Doug. He goes like, bon appetit. Bitch. How many times does he call people bitch in this movie? It's, it's like lot, he said it. He, the the best one was in number three when he's like, "Time for prime time, bitch!" Yes, yeah. That's the best one when he's coming on the TV. But it well, just let's seems be like honest. I mean, that bitch really rolls off his tongue. Yeah, pretty voice. Oh, yeah. It does, but I feel like they really. They go down it. well a little one to Exactly. Well, he's not gonna call her a cunt. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, he's not. He's too classy. <laughs> this is a white tie affair dinner party. Yes. <laughs> white coat, black tie. Yeah. So, uh, he's too classy for that, yeah. Uh, uh, so the, the doll on the tray has been cut open along the torso, and Greta's face is all puffed up and swollen from all the food being crammed to it. 
uh, into her mouth, and she looks a lot like uh, Thunder from Big Trouble in Little China, like right oh, before God, he explodes. Yeah. That's like, true. And I was thinking, actually, oh, oh, yeah. like a garbage pail kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, gar- yeah another great like example. Right. But let's for most of our listeners who aren't going to know what the fuck a garbage pail kid is, they're too young oh, for that. Maybe some of them, but yeah. but, but Big Trouble in Little China is still people maybe, are, yeah. Garbage Pail Kids is a special niche. It really is. Now, I apologize for all those Moongoons who do actually know what they are. I know some of you do, but there's probably a lot of people who might not know what Garbage Pail Kids are. They should look it up. Well, at this point in the movie, though, too, there's this this back and forth between uh, Alice and her dad. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, because they're in the kitchen making dinner. Are we getting to that? Yeah, Yeah, we're getting to that, but yeah. Uh, I, I didn't p- touch on it because there's, it's so back and forth that I was trying to... Uh, I know, it gets real confusing, yeah. but I like the spot where Alice is putting away the groceries and suddenly everything she just... Her dad just came home with groceries. Mm-hmm. So she's putting away the groceries and suddenly she looks in the fridge and everything starts decaying. Yes. It's very cool, like, 80s, yes. like, special... Yeah. Yeah. It's like... It's very stop Like, Claymation. Pee-wee's Playhouse. You nailed it. It's kind of like that. It's like this weird... bowl of grapes that turn into eyeballs. Yeah, salad has eyes and... Like, it's but it's cans crush real slow. Yeah. Weird claymation. Yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked, I liked it. it too. I felt very, I very nineteen eighties. Uh, so Freddie, Freddie again <laughs> drops the obvious cliche here that you are what you eat, uh, and then picks up Greta and hugs her for some, and then seems to like start like ballroom dancing with her. Mm-hmm. And in the real world. Uh, we see a sleeping Greta stand up from her baby high chair yeah. and she begins to like <laughs> cough and convert, uh, convulse and while the dinner guests and her mother just kind of laugh at her. Yeah. She's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> like, she's I understand you're laughing over, in the yeah. dream world but this is supposed to be the real world and she's joking and the mom's Greta? like, ha, ha, ha. Well, then we pop back to the fridge thing and Greta dives through the uh, yes, yeah. so, the uh, side door of the fridge like, help me, Alice. Yeah, Alice. she she uh, she has the fridge over just the right mm-hmm. after like, you said the, the fruit decays right. and you see like the way it's like Alice or not, Greta's like head and upper torso like come out of the door of the right. refrigerator and she's like, help me, help me, Alice. They're right. all muffled. Yeah. And then Alice we trying to pull her pour out. out and then we see Freddy come out the main part of the uh-huh. fridge, grabs Greta, Greta by, by the, the hair <laughs> and slams the, the refrigerator. Yeah. See, what I think that is, though, I don't think from Greta's perspective that happened at all. Like, she's dealing with the Freddy stuff over here. I think Alice is, well, and you'll reveal how Freddy's getting to her. But yeah. That mm-hmm. she's seeing visions. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, no, yeah. I don't think, no. She's seen, that was Alice's <clears throat> Vision, I'm sure, yeah. for, in the fridge. Because Alice's dad has no idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah, so Alice can see. No, uh, Greta's still <laughs> yeah, that's the whole dancing, like convulsing the paper, in the dining like, room uh, somewhere. Dinner ready yet, babe? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh, yeah, and that's the whole thing now. She can see all this when she's awake. Like, yeah, it's... she's like, I don't understand. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. I mean, that. I think you it's nailed like, it right there. Yeah, it's it's like vampires walking like around during the day. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's perfect. So again, think of the bitch. When the refrigerator door closes, there's a note that says, uh, "Die, die bitch. bitch." Once again, going back to that well. Yeah, right? yeah. I liked it. <laughs> so back at uh, uh, Greta's, uh, like I said, Greta's still coughing, convulsing. Uh, uh, so more, she falls basically dead face first like landing in her dinner plate uh, so she's dead and we go back to Alice who opens the fridge again and everything's back to normal so the vision's over and so another cut to Alice and Yvonne entering some brick industrial building where Mark seems to work and seems to live at the same time it's really confusing I get the feeling that his dad owned the maybe I guess some in some like warehouse. that warehouse I didn't see that I didn't catch like the name yeah, on the side of the warehouse it's like some, yeah I don't I, I didn't write down the name but uh I think so, it's called Freddy's <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, 
again, Mark, they're talk again. Alice is talking about how this came happen again, and and Mark was going to be all freaked out by this, but it doesn't. Why would Mark be freaked out? I don't know. Uh, or that well, Greta's dead because Greta's dead. That's why yeah, Mark, Mark, out. Mark was it. very much in love with Greta. Yeah, he he was, the, whole, he was, the whole thing was that he was kept trying to get Greta, and they're like, "Give it up, Mark." You're that's true. That's true. I'm starting to wear down. I think he was sweet on Greta. Yeah. Okay. See, okay. Uh, so Mark and Yvonne they get into an argument over whether Freddy's real or not, and this causes. Yeah, uh, suddenly, uh, Mark puts on his big boy boots and starts being a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Talking down to the ladies. It's like his friends. Yeah. Uh, basically, but they make up real quickly and nothing comes up. Uh, As he's skateboarding. I know, he's skateboarding. <laughs> it's like, if something killed Greta, I want to hear about it. I want to hear it. I'm not done. You know, like, you know it's damn, in the late 80s, or, you know, eight, early 90s, when everybody had to be skateboarding in a movie. That yeah. was the thing. Every, oh, everybody, yeah. There's always a skateboard. He was just like, just... Everyone's walking, but he just happens to be on a skateboard because that was it was such a weird thing because everyone gets obviously like has a motion to yeah, walking the... and he's just gliding. Along. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he on a skateboard? I was like, at first I was thinking, please be rollerblades, please be rollerblades. <laughs> I want to see the first rollerblades. Yeah, uh, rollerblades went to like. Nah, that's yeah, I know. Too I was thinking. Normal. Hopefully, oh, I was hoping. Uh, so Yvonne leaves again because she has to get to her shift in the hospital. Alice stays behind to hang out with Mark for a while, and. What kind of late shift does a candy striper do at the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> do they, I mean. They don't. No. <laughs> Sorry, that, yeah. It's two nights in a row. I know. She has a shift at the hospital. Two nights in a row. As a candy striper, yeah. And she's busy. She's got two-hour practices, six, six days, days a, a week. week. Yeah. And she's working double graveyard shifts at the hospital as a volunteer candy striper. Yeah, right? She's in charge of locking up the school. Right. And taking care of all that. Oh, shit. Uh, what is a candy striper? I so actually it, don't really know. And so it's it basically it's a volunteer. Uh, they do light work. Oh. Like they'll help. Like if someone needs to be fed, they'll help feed them. Fluffy if pillows. someone needs to be. Yeah, the fluffer. The, they'll change the, the sheets. But they won't do anything like take vital signs. Yeah. They won't yeah. do anything like well, that's any nice, though. Care. That's probably needed in a hospital very yeah, much. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But that's okay. a very old timey term, candy striper. It really is. It really uh, you don't hear yep, people. The only reason I knew about candy stripers because I think I watched Candy Stripers Two was one of the very first porns porn. Oh. When I was a kid. Yeah. I, that's exactly my, my first experience with Candy yeah. Stripers Two was that porn movie. Candy and they give which, by the way, starred Ron Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> we bring it back around, we'll ladies and gentlemen. Back did you guys watch that together as well as this movie? Uh, uh, well, well, we you know we kind of went from Freddy Five and then we kind of went into Candy Striper. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was know. an obvious well, progression. When you're friends and you get your hands on a porn, you gotta pass it around to yeah. your friend. Dude, watch this. You gotta see it. So you let them, let them borrow the tape. Yeah. The tape. VHS. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was the VHS. Hey, it was the eighties. All right, so. Back to the movie. They, Alice and Mark head back to this back room Seriously. of the warehouse that Mark has turned to like his no. personal hangout space, art studio, and I guess bedroom as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's decorated with all sorts of like various comic book art and comics. And oh. is this where Ted Nugent? Is this the band? Where the band? Yes, because the yeah, there's a TV. Oh. There's a TV back there, and there's a yep. band on the TV that yes. you, they pass over real quickly. Okay. But this is where Ted Nugent is. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Nugent. Mark wants to know about more about Freddie, so Alice says, "You know, I'll make some coffee because there's a lot to tell, and you look tired." So, the, <laughs> the next shot Sorry. we see Mark is asleep. Right. <laughs> Alice is gone for what, five, ten minutes? How long, how long does it take to make a cup of coffee? This guy, yeah. Coffee Duck, how long does it take yeah, to make a yeah. cup of coffee? Right, like three minutes. <laughs> he passes out. And she's been saying, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. He comes after you in the dreams. And this is especially coming from Mark. He's like, I really want to hear about this. I want to know this information. Right. 
Well, I'm going to take a nap first. I'm so sleepy. <laughs> Get some turkey before she got there. <laughs> yeah. like a full Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. couldn't help it. Gobble, gobble. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing, Mark's asleep, Alice enters the coffee, and she spots a drawing of the Kruger house. I think it's, I mean, oh, it really looks more okay. like the... To me, I think it's more like Nancy's house yeah, from the first house. one. Oh, but, I was wondering. Okay, but I don't. Somehow which it's is why? It, yeah, house. which is yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why it's become the Kruger house now? I'm not sure. Unless, did I correct me? Was that by? Did Fre- that wasn't like Freddy Krueger's childhood house, like Michael Myers' house? I don't that. know. Unless they do, I don't remember six well. Six, they go back to him being yeah. young and having a daughter, and maybe they did that in there. But yeah, they did. Know. The, the, the yeah. glove was in the boiler. That's where yeah. she, uh, of that house. You're right. That's a good point. Like, that has become the house. Yeah. Right. The and Nancy, why? Nancy, but that was definitely what, Nancy's house. Exactly, yeah, but yeah. I don't know why it's like become the Kruger house. It either. doesn't make any sense to me. Huh. But that's the house we're at. But I seem to remember another one where they, they they go visit that house though, and it's all boarded up and it's like on uh, lockdown. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I know wrong. what you're talking. About. I, I, uh, it's gotta be like four, six, I would think. It's hard. It's hard for me to I, like. I watched the first one and I thought it was awesome, and then I remember Freddy's dead. Everything in between kind of is a. Blur. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now, <laughs> we see, like, this living pencil drawing of Mark appears outside the house on the drawing, and animated Mark enters the house while Alice hastily <laughs> draws a stick figure an on paper <laughs> and just labels it Alice. I know! <laughs> I love that. You see him walking in, she's like, oh, I got this. <laughs> she's so smart. I like, she knows exactly what to do. Yes. It basically looks like the girl, you, the, the, the drawing you see on, like, a women's bathroom sign. Right. Well, that's a good boy knows what to do. I would see that and be like... Well, now what? There, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was a much like the aha video take on me. I was going to yes. say that. Oh, yes. I, I mean, in my every, notes. Yeah, yes. for sure. But Perfect. I was, gonna, I was actually going to save that for later in the okay, movie. Okay, Because yeah. it'd be more like that later, but yeah. good call. I mean, yeah. you're, we're right there. Yeah, but it's so funny she writes Alice. And I'm just like, <laughs> are you sure it's not like Alice Smith or <laughs> Alice, you know, yeah, Jones? That's, wrong, or, the wrong that's Alice. a pretty <laughs> common name. There's some Calvin Bradman Alice, but I was like, what the fuck? Random Alice like, oh my god! I was just reading a book in my chair. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I was on vacation in Cancun, and now I'm in some weird Ohio yeah. town dream world. What the hell? Yeah, last name that shit. Alice is way too common of a name. <laughs> so, so now Alice has managed to pull herself inside the drawing and find herself outside the Nancy slash Kruger house. Uh, she heads inside uh, the old rundown house calling for Mark. Uh, she hears Mark screaming out for help. This leads her to find uh, Mark barely holding on with one hand <laughs> to the edge of this, the hellish the colon. colon. Yeah, he's getting oh, sucked yeah. into the colon. He's getting sucked into the colon. Uh, and it turns out that this pit oh, is open up in the middle of the living room just yeah. for some reason, just right there. Um, very nice and sex evil. Yes. Oh, yes. Giant yeah. pit in the living room. Oh, Wait, it's not good. frozen. Good yeah. for her. I didn't think that. Uh, so, Alice pulls him up and out, and the pit closes. Uh, she rushes to the front door, flings it open so they can make their escape. But on his way to the door, Mark notices that his hands are all covered and bleeding, which causes him to pass out because he's a pussy and doesn't like the sight of blood. I wish they touched on earlier. <laughs> they didn't touch on that earlier. wasn't important. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny when they touched on that scene earlier. It was at the pool party. Oh, God. And some girl, like, <laughs> leans against a beer bottle. And I can lean against a beer bottle. I'm a pretty big dude. And it probably won't break. No. Because, right. you know, they're constructed pretty well. 
this must be a fucking gorilla woman. Lean in a beer bottle. I think it was a guy. I think it was a just, bl- short no, guy. It was, no, it was a girl. Because she's like, oh my God. She just leaned on a, it was, I think it was like a Budweiser it was bottle. A Budweiser. It was Budweiser. <laughs> it was just, Bro, product like, placement. Yeah. Damn, there's girl. supposed to be no glass by the pool. That's what I was yeah. going to say. That's why there's yes. no glass by the pool. That's why you have the red right solo cups. Safety right. first. But that's, the... you know, that's what happens when coaches give kids kids. kids <laughs> yeah. <to the pool. laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so. So anyway, once he faints, Mark faints, and he basically just disappears at this point because she's she, she's ahead of him at the door. He faints. She turns and starts walking back to where he passes out, and you can clearly see he's just gone. Right. Oh, he's yeah, not he's on gone. the floor or anything. He's no. just gone. Yeah, you see him like poof right through the floor. Like what? The, what the fuck? Where did he go? Uh, he passed out. Meaning yeah. wouldn't he fell asleep. So he fell Within asleep in his dreams. So he's inceptioning himself. Say, what so, is happening? So he fell asleep in the dreams. That means he wakes up in real life. Yeah, that's weird. It <laughs> yeah, it's fucking goofy. So um, Jacob now shows uh, up. They don't Jacob. always get they. Don't, the rules aren't definitive because they don't always no. get it right. It depends on who's writing. Oh, I mean, just directing. like the NFL, the relocation rules not really definitive, and they just change them whenever <laughs> oh, they want. Fuck you, NFL! Yeah. Boom. Anyway, go on, Doug. You were saying <laughs> you do know sports, Marshall. Wow, he's been holding out on yeah. us this whole time. But, right? Yeah, but like you know that I mean, someone's still dream, butt hurt. Even in Too the soon. first. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No. But even in the first one, do you remember when Nancy answers the phone? Everybody remembers the scene in the tongue. Mm -hmm. I've always argued that that she wasn't in a dream. She wasn't dreaming. Johnny Depp was dreaming across the street. And like that scene never made sense to me because like the rule didn't. She wasn't. That's a great point. So I'm just saying with this mark, it's hard to keep up. You're like, I don't know. It's like Aaron said, anything could fucking happen. It's a a dream. That's a great point because that's such an iconic scene from that first movie. And I can be corrected and I might be wrong, but I feel like when I watched it, I was like, that's not in a. That's just my memory. Mm -hmm. I I should probably rewatch it. But this movie definitely has that where shit just doesn't make sense. Yeah. a lot of stuff don't make sense here. <laughs> um, so Jacob tells her that he's been having bad dreams and he's Jacob. been waiting for someone. He also tells Alice that his mother doesn't want him around. Jacob freaks out and yells at Alice. At Alice, wanting to know why she doesn't like him. Why don't you like me? Why don't you want me around? And he mentions that his that he that his friend with the funny hand told him all of this information. Mm-hmm. He then Jacob then runs away, saying that uh, you know he's that his friend's calling him. Alice chases after Jacob. She goes through the door and finds herself back in Mark's room at the warehouse. She finds Mark wake uh, waking up on the floor with bleeding hands, and this is where Mark realizes that Freddie is real. Uh, so Her. yeah, <laughs> no shit. Uh, Alice rants on about how Freddie is trying to do something to her baby. Oh Mark my leaves. god. <laughs> yeah. Mark leaves to go dig up more information on Freddie, and Alice goes to the hospital to have her baby checked out. Because I guess you can just you know go to the local library and dig up you know information on Freddie. Well, this Kruger. is pre-internet. Yeah. You gotta you gotta yeah. dig. Oh come on! Every '80s horror movie though, the montage of them in the library. Look, <laughs> even today, yeah. even yeah. today, if you go to the mm-hmm. theater and watch like a. Um, uh, a horror movie that's like a ghost story yeah, when they gotta at, yeah. look up the house oh, whether yeah. it's the internet or they go to the library sometimes but yeah. I'm like that information is just not there like yeah. you can't Urban google legend. that shit and see right. all the stuff how to defeat the ghost yeah. the salt I'm like get the fuck out of here that does, like you would not have figured that out <laughs> so like I said she, so Alice was in the hospital 
and um, she's asking Yvonne if unborn babies can dream. Oh, and without my. even thinking about it, Yvonne's like, yeah, totally. Like, Hold I, have, I have so much. I have so many problems with this. I have so many problems too, but please go ahead. Go okay. ahead. She is like newly pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Eight to 12 weeks oh, pregnant. We're going to get to the ultrasound where okay. I'm going to bring this up. Okay. Yeah. Her baby is the size of a bean. A bean right? Like a lima bean. <laughs> but the, okay. But it could dream? But it could dream. Yeah. It doesn't even have a brain yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. So Sarah didn't like that part at all. I know. No. She no. calls bullshit I on call that. Bullshit on the baby shit. I I, I, I would have let, totally would have uh, sidestepped with this and let you. But now uh, having going through this, having uh, yeah. with my daughter, yeah, complete bullshit. Here. <laughs> so like I said, Alice gets an ultrasound. Now the moment Yvonne and the doctor turn away from Alice for whatever reason, they're both they should be looking at Alice in the monitor. But like, no, we're gonna turn our attention somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Shit gets weird. Real weird. Um, this blue electrical energy <laughs> seems to come out of Alice's crotch. Yeah. And it, it spreads all over her body. Hey. And once she's completely blue, she gets sucked into the ultrasound machine, which dumps her down the, the hellish colon. Well, no, and we, we find out that the... It's like not the, a colon, it's like it's a fallopian the tube. uterus, essentially. It's, it's either the umbilical the... cord or like the, the fallopian tube, I would imagine. Right, I figured Oh, it was... God. So, yeah. the pit... I have so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, because she, she gets inside, yeah. she's in there it with the baby. Yeah, she's Alice's in there with a baby. Uterus. Uh, yeah. The pill leaves the outers or yeah. you. Not a bean. Boom. Not no. like a. Yeah. And we, the audience, are floating around at, with Alice's baby in like the, the embryonic sack or something. Right. And which, like, this is what we, Sarah and I are going to be a uh, big problem with. Alice has basically been like three days pregnant, yeah, maybe, she's a, she's at most. a little pregnant. She's just a little pregnant. She's a little pregnant. She'd be the size yeah. of a bean. This baby is like eight months ready to Oh, yeah, burst she's like 32 we weeks pregnant. <laughs> this, like, this, this baby could have just talked at yeah. that time. This babel is, baby is fully viable. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and the dark... Now, you guys are all basing it that it was Dan she was fucking in the beginning. Oh. Oh. Who knows? Okay. Who knows if she's been cheating no, on Dan matter. on the side months earlier. It doesn't matter. She is not showing in those guest genes. She is not showing at all. She is complete coming. The way they explain this, the doctor says, oh, while they're doing the ultrasound, which, by the way, that was an 80s ultrasound. They didn't. They weren't routine. Yeah. <laughs> she. He says, oh, yeah, everything looks really healthy in here with this baby. It's, he's a little big, but it's, he looks healthy. Yeah. Is that <laughs> a little big? <laughs> a little big is like well, a centimeter I bigger. Know. He was only a little pregnant. <laughs> Basically, so it eight makes month, sense. Eight, eight months into the pregnancy, every three days. Uh. <laughs> Alice's baby bump, she would have been fucking gigantic. Right. Yeah. But she's like this, perfectly flat yeah. stomach. This and, umbilical cord shit made me hate this movie. I was well, like, I, I mean, turn on she's you. She's obviously not when you look at those sweet ass stonewashed jeans. Oh, and yeah. Her yeah. Jacket. Yep. Yeah. That was her yeah. first kid. She's young. Oh, and plus we saw the, don't forget the blue light sex scene already. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of blue light. We saw her in the shower. Color. Yeah, she's her tummy is flat. Yep. She keeps it tight. <laughs> she keeps I did it like tight. The, there was a cool effect though where like, you go around the baby at this point. Yeah. And then suddenly Freddie's face kind of comes up like behind the baby like in the, in the, the uterine like wall. Part of the uterine wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like either wall or like the fluid. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, um, which exactly might bring it back. He actually, and then Freddie says, see a family resemblance or something, you know, oh, drops another yeah. wine line. Um, now we see, next we see these balls of white energy traveling down the umbilical cord. Now these balls God. morph into the dead versions of Dan and Greta 
right as they enter the baby's stomach, mm-hmm. and Freddy says, that's soul food for the baby. Soul food. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. I always say this one. Such a dumb joke. I love it. <laughs> so Alice wakes up screaming, because apparently she fell asleep during the ultrasound, too, I guess, mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alice's like, what's he doing to my baby? Uh, she tells Yvonne that Freddy is taking their souls and making her baby just like him. Uh, Avon at this point still continues to disbelieve yeah. her and She's... like what you're not this is nothing's happening Alice you're just being well, weird I don't think she fell asleep though I think they determined that you, like she could just maybe she's just staring off in the distance but when maybe. she's doing but these she, she's I mean, like she having a vision screaming like she's not yeah yeah, yeah. So maybe it's just the baby dreaming it's through the baby you know the baby dreams so, yeah. yes yeah. the baby dreams we've learned that babies dream <laughs> after three days yeah <laughs> <laughs> science because science um, science <laughs> So, <laughs> again, I'm Yvonne sorry. keeps saying, you're just tired, Alice, that I'm old so chestnut. Yeah. Yvonne uh, is really dug in with this. Yeah, she yeah. is not, not letting go. She's putting the yeah. blinders on completely. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like, digging nah, her trench. This shit ain't she happening. is holding her you're ground. You're fucking cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Two of my friends have died in the past two days. but nah. <laughs> Under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Uh, so now we jump to Alice and Yvonne entering Alice's bedroom again. And Alice is still trying to explain everything to Vaughn, and they end up arguing again over Freddy. Mark comes in carrying several like binders and folders and papers that I guess he got from the library mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, he dug deep. He went <laughs> some shit. Uh, saying that we aren't the only ones who have dealt with Freddy or some bullshit like this. Now they now, really now. now. <laughs> so apparently it's in the papers somewhere that this shit's happened. But Historical again, document. Wants to, what is happening? Hey guys, guess what? This happened before. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're not the only ones it's that one know a fucking street asshole. Yeah, and he would have heard about this. <laughs> he shows up with like three binders full of information. And Yvonne's like, no, nah, it just kicks yeah, it all over the fucking floor. floor. She will not believe it. I'm not listening. <laughs> so yeah, she, Yvonne, the fight to the end, she she knocks the papers out and she, and she storms off. Uh, and she just leaves the room. So Mark suggests to Alice that there's no there's no way to stop this and there's and uh, there's there's only one way to stop this and that is to not have the baby. Which this, oh. he asks, he doesn't like. Well, yeah, he doesn't like. You, I'm dragging to the fucking Planned Parenthood. Have, have you thought about not stick the hanger up there himself yeah, but, or anything like that? Well, but. let's think about this though. Maybe I'm going too deep, but that's kind of a huge so- social topic for a mm. movie to touch on, like abor- abortion in the '80s. And like a lot of teenagers 80s. watching the movie. Yeah, that's kind of a large thing. Because she's like, "No, it's my responsibility. I'll keep it." But see, so she like, does the right thing. Yeah, she does. But it, but. That was By not ruining mentioned. her future and not going to town <laughs> to stay home and be a mom. Good luck, sister. Uh, hey, but she's the one that spread her legs in that blue light. She's right. Yes. Yes. Four. <laughs> yeah, so, this, I, I mean, that the, to me, that was kind of, I mean, that's kind of a yeah, big thing I agree. for them to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah for, the, for, the, for the time, yeah. I mean, it was like right around the 90s. I think about that, because I... Cause, now that because I'm There's watching now, I just here. kind of that kind of wash over me. But not thinking about that is a, an yeah, interesting point. A social message. But still, isn't there some? It just aside from the social message, and everything, and then when it was brought <laughs> up, like, stupid. hey, 
you know, you're kind of finding out that, you know, there's the reason you're having these visions is because of an unborn child and you're having, you know, all yeah. this stuff happening. And Freddy's just randomly like like a vampire walking in the day, like right. you said earlier. Why don't you just terminate the pregnancy and save all of our lives? She's like, ah, no, 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 no. This is my responsibility. No, my no. lima bean is bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's too important. Fuck all you dreaming. guys. He's dreaming already. He's yes. dreaming. <laughs> So, I mean, the movie could have taken a totally different turn if she would have went to have the abortion and then Freddy's oh. fighting off the abortion. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's way better social commentary. Way better. Way better social commentary there. Oh, that would have been awesome. So now it's Freddy against Planned Parenthood? Yes. <laughs> Again, copyright yes. this shit right now. Freddy's in the womb trying to kick away the, 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 uh, the coat hanger. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then oh, because it keeps it. cutting to Alice's <laughs> visions, you just cut to her in the alley like, ah! <laughs> 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 In the alley! <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get hate mail on this. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Well, I mean, I already dropped the C-bomb. So. It can't get much worse from there. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> Woo-hoo, number 100. <laughs> We're keeping it classy. Sorry, Moon Goods, but due to the length of our 100th episode, we were forced to break it down into two episodes. So this is the end of part one. Make sure you check out part two for the conclusion of our 100th episode, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child.